This is the So You Talk to Cows podcast, a podcast for anyone who has ever been asked if they talk to cows, corn, or any other commodity. I'm Erica Earlbeck, a lifelong agricultural communicator. On each show, I interview someone who has made it their life's work to communicate to and advocate for our nation's farmers and ranchers. We learn new ways to communicate, classic techniques that always work, and we try to predict that next big thing for our industry. Before we start with this episode, just a little bit of background on the name of the podcast. Anybody that works or is majoring in agricultural communications knows the joke. So anytime we tell somebody that we work in or we're majoring in or we teach in agricultural communications, we're eventually going to get the joke, so do you talk to cows? <laughs> and so that's kind of how this podcast got its name. And uh, I go into it a little bit in my blog a little bit more on the story. So that's why this podcast has the name, So You Talk to Cows. In this episode, we are visiting with Emily McCartney. Uh, she is the owner, operator, artist behind Emily McCartney Photography and Roadrunner Gallery. Emily is an alumnus of Texas Tech University and a major in agricultural communications. I got to get to know Emily as a freshman when she came here and she uh, traveled with me on a study abroad trip that I led to Belize and it's been so much fun to watch her grow into a true ranch lifestyle editorial and commercial photographer. She's extremely gifted, very successful, and you can see uh, her work featured with companies such as Yeti, Western Horsemen, B&W Trailer Hitches, Resistall, American Quarter Horse Association, and more. She's an excellent photographer and I'm so excited that she is sharing her story with us today. So Emily, tell us about your your journey and your career so far? Well, um, I started doing photography when I was probably 11, 12 years old is kind of when I started and I would just use my mom's camera, like point and shoot Kodak camera and go outside. And I took pictures of what 11 year old girls like to take pictures of. So like butterflies and dogs and horses and sunsets and all those things. And, um, that morphed into doing it for um, the photography project in my local 4-H club. And so I entered contests there um, and really grew my interest and knowledge through that 4-H project um, with leaders uh, that taught me more about how to work my camera a little bit and composition and those things. And pretty quickly, my 4-H leaders and my parents kind of saw um just natural ability. Uh, I was so young, obviously I really had no concept of like shutter speed or ISO or really any of the logistics of a camera. Um, but they saw just kind of a natural eye, um, for composition and lighting and things like that. And so they really encouraged me to continue. And it was a really fun hobby for me, um, a way that I could be outside, kind of have a hobby of my own. Um, I'm the oldest of five kids. And as the oldest girl, I often kind of took that role as mom. And I really enjoyed getting to go out and kind of do something um, that was my own hobby that I could do by myself. And so it kind of started there. And then um, 
I did portraits and senior pictures and family sessions and stuff like that in high school uh, is when I did I did my first paying job when I was 16. And then I went to Texas Tech and majored in ad communications um, and just continued to build my clientele and I just shot everything. I did everything from weddings to um, horse promotion photos to lots of senior pictures, lots of family photos. Um, and just like trying to gain as much knowledge and experience and um, as, as I could, um, wanting to break more into like ranch lifestyle, but um, you know, that wasn't always available or accessible and so did a mix of a lot of portrait work too and that helped kind of pay my way through college and then um, actually my last semester of college so spring of 2017 um, I got an email from Yeti and they asked me if I would um, do a shoot for them, with them, um, kind of in combination with a ranch shoot I had coming up out in New Mexico, and that was my first commercial job ever, um, and from there, actually, I've continued to do a lot of commercial work, and that's kind of more where uh, my niche is now, as an outdoor um, commercial, western lifestyle commercial work, as well as um, editorial ranch work as well. Awesome. So your career has, uh, it's been so much fun to watch you because like, I, I, it was pretty easy to tell that you were really good when you got here. And then, you know, to see some of the other classes add to your business savvy as you uh, came through as a student. Um, and, you know, it's, I, I've watched several photographers come through school here and, and I've seen some really good ones come through and all of them have some, not, not all of them, but some of them have some, some really great businesses in their own respect. How are you different? How do you market yourself differently from, from other photographers that are out there? Um, well, thank you for those kind words, first of all. Of and, um, I think, yeah, like you said, their photography is really like a booming career right now, especially with social media and just um, like after, you know, with COVID, there was a huge rush for um, good imagery and videography and just the communications industry has definitely blossomed in the past 10 years. And so there are a lot of really, really great photographers on the scene right now across the board. And then even specifically um, doing more ag or Western work. Um, so I, but what I really think sets me apart um, and, you know, is like something that has helped me kind of have a leg up um, as I started the career as such a young person was that I came onto the photography scene already with a skill set in um, ranching and horses and agriculture. And so that was like, a, you know, a toolkit that I already had and was really natural with and very comfortable with that world. And so then I added, you know, the photography skill. And so when I arrived at a ranch or at a barn or, um, you know, whatever at, at a rodeo or, or whatever to shoot, um, I could just focus on more of the photography because I had um, understanding of what was going on in the arena, what was going on in the barn, how to interact around the cattle and the horses. That was a little more, that's more innate to me. And so um, I think that's something that sets me apart is because when people hire me, 
they, they know that I understand the lifestyle, you know, just even, I'm not going to ask them to do something that would be silly or unauthentic or anything like that. There's just kind of that mutual understanding of, um, the, the animals and the lifestyle and whatnot. And, um, I can apply that and merge that with the photography. And, um, to me, sometimes that helps me create more authentic imagery or imagery that tells, um, a truer story. Awesome. And yeah, yeah. You don't have to show up at a ranch and say, no, what are y'all doing here? Right. (laughs) Um, what, uh, what is the most exciting thing about your job? The people I meet and stay with and photograph and the ranches and locations that I get to go through, get to go to through, um, my shoots is definitely the most exciting part of my job. What are some of the cool places that you've been here in the last, uh, six months, year? Um, I, I went to Montana for the first time this past year that'd been on my list to shoot in. Um, and that was really cool. Uh, did a, a cool ranch lifestyle session for a really sweet family there. And then, um, I got to go to San Luis Obispo, California, um, to yeah, Pismo beach and shoot horses on the beach and the rodeo team there. Uh, that was for Yeti actually this past September. Um, I shot at the sixes ranch. Um, let's see, that was in September too, which they're pretty local to me, which is neat. Um, cause you know, I've kind of grown, grown up around those cowboys and stuff. I'd never actually shot on the ranch. Um, and so I shot there for Western horsemen this past fall. Um, and that, you know, the four sixes ranch has gotten a lot of notability lately because of Yellowstone and everything. Um, and yeah, shooting in Oregon, shooting in Arizona on the Mexican border, um, lots of wild cattle and big Swaro cactus and just things like that. So kind of all over the board, but all those have been really cool experiences. And I've met really neat people there, whether it was, you know, the families or the cowboys or, you know, the rodeo team or whomever, um, or even just like um, on the Yeti shoot, I was working with like a film crew. And so I got to meet other really cool, like photographer, videographer, creative type people and work with them, um, which was a really neat experience. Is there anything that you don't like about your job? What I struggle with the most in my career and as being self-employed and being an entrepreneur is the numbers, business, tax side of things. Uh, Because as, yeah, having that more creative brain and that's what I want to do and that's the fun part. And that's like what, you know, I get excited to do every morning when I wake up um, and I just don't, I'm not super inclined with the other side of the business, which is, you know, making sure you're making money and all that fun (laughs) stuff. So, um, that's definitely the challenge for me and something I've taken a lot of like just courses and gotten a lot of help on, um, you know, to ensure that I can be sustainable, um, through my craft and make sure that I'm not going to get burned out because I'm not, you know, charging properly or, uh, managing my money well. Um, and you know, maybe not going to jail for not paying my taxes, just things like that. <laughs> do you do all that yourself or did you finally decide that you don't want to do it? And you hired somebody. Um, I mean, I keep my books and everything. I did hire an accountant, uh, to like actually file my taxes. And that was def that is definitely like a no brainer. The best thing I can do, but 
even just like the day-to-day stuff sometimes I'm just like well the artist brain is might be the death of me (laughs) yeah yeah well but if you didn't have the artist brain you wouldn't come up with cool pictures like what's hanging up behind you so I I know (laughs) at least I get to make art for my house so yes yeah exactly so when when you tell people what you do what what kind of reaction do you get What, what surprises them um, this was, I've never been asked this question before. So this was kind of funny to think about. So when I was like thinking just about past conversations and stuff, honestly, it makes me laugh because I think people get surprised. Like sometimes they don't believe me when I tell them, you know, I just tell them like, I'm, you know, I'm a photographer. And then they're like, Oh, like you do family. Oh, I need family pictures. And I'm like, well, actually, like, I don't really do that, you know, and we like go deeper into it and they start asking questions and they're like, well, what do you mean you shoot on ranches? Well, what, like, what, where are you? Like you ride, you ride a horse too. And you do that while you take pictures and you, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no way. Like you really do that. Like you're like super outdoorsy or you're super. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I guess. So I think a lot of people get surprised as like a young woman that that is kind of the niche that I've fallen into. Cause it's just not super common. Um, for there's not a lot of women, um, doing that type of photography, you know, super successfully right now. Um, it's definitely more of kind of the, a man's, um, niche. And so I think that catches people off guard sometimes, but it is kind of fun to have that conversation. You know, ours is a very technology driven industry. Um, and so there's always some sort of a new development every year, um, especially in photography, things are always changing. Um, but there are plenty of tried and true, tried and true techniques that always work. Um, what are those things for you? Uh, for me, I love this question too, Dr. Olbeck, by the way, this was good, uh, because I do think, especially in photography, there's always a new lens. There's always a better camera body. There's always a new technique, yada, yada. There's lots of trends in it, you know, and there's lots of like equipment trends or like must haves. Um, yeah. And realistically, like I have a very skeleton camera back like I I don't like a lot of the stuff I don't like a lot of the gear so I really resonate with this question because it's easy to just like always try to hop on you know the newest thing and like what's gonna make you shoot better or make it easier or whatever um but my answer to your question tried and true that always works outdoor natural light you can't beat it like you you just can't and it also creates the most timeless look because from the very beginning of photography the sun was the only form of light. And so like, I think our brains tie that, um, you know, just to a very classic timeless look where like right now, you know, flash photography and, um, using artificial lighting and stuff like can be super beneficial and really cool to make, you know, the shot you need or the shot, you know, a certain style that you're going for. And that's really common right now. Um, I personally don't use any artificial light. It's just not really my style. Um, and, something that I get told a lot is that my images are very timeless. Um, and because, you know, if it's a picture of a cowboy in traditional gear, sometimes you can't tell if that's from 1895 or, Mm -hmm. you know, 2020. So, um, to me, that is something that will always work. And to me, um, yeah, golden hour will always be the best time to shoot, um, closest to the sunrise or sunset. And those things have yet to fail me. Excellent. That's great advice. Um, so other than that, what would be your best photography tip? 
I have two. One's kind of a pet peeve and one's a really good tip that um, actually was shared with me by one of my mentors, Matt Cohen, um, who's a renowned uh, sports and rodeo photographer, but he taught me, I I attended one of his workshops last year and um, he says over and over, shoot the light that's there. So that means stop trying to, you know, if you are shooting in a really dark shadowy room and there's just one window, you know, with light beaming in, figure out how to use that light coming in. Stop turning around away from the window and trying to use a dark corner and make it brighter. It's never going to be brighter. And, you know, unless you bring in, you know, artificial lights or whatever, but look for the light that's there and figure out how to use it. Stop trying to recreate the whole scenario because you're always going to be disappointed. That's great advice. So that that's a big um, tip there. Shoot the light that's there and then um, get your horizon line straight. That is a huge <laughs> deal to me. Um, I it like when I see it in people's work, it drives me crazy. And it's the first thing I do when I'm composing in camera, as well as, um, when I, when I upload my photos to my computer and I'm looking at them in Lightroom before I edit as far as before I change any coloring or shadows or anything like that, um, I'm looking at the composition and I'm seeing if there are any lines or horizons that need to be straight, because to me, you can have a phenomenal photo, but if the horizon line is like (laughs) behind the subject, I'm like, get it out of there. So those are my two tips. Okay. So I'm going to, I've, I've been doing this and this has been really fun, a quick fire round of questions. So it's a quick question with just a quick answer to it. So here we go. I didn't tell you what I was going to do and I still don't know what I'm going to do. Um, what do you wish you were good at? cooking. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) What is your pet peeve? Crooked horizon lines. (laughs) Excellent. What is your favorite social media site? Mm, Visco. Visco? Mm -hmm. Okay. I've never heard of it. I'll have to look at it. It's like Instagram, but without all the junk. All right. Okay. Well, I'll be looking that up later. Best book you've read or a movie you've seen lately? (laughs) My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Okay. All right. Good. (laughs) That's a classic. Always good. I noticed it was streaming a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got that. Yeah. What do you wish that someone would have told you 10 years ago? And maybe you would have listened to it. I wish someone would have told me to chill out that it was all going to be okay. That's good. I think that's a good <laughs> stop right there. <laughs> that's good. That's good advice for everybody, no matter how old you are. Big thanks again to Emily McCartney for joining us for our podcast today. If you would like to see some of Emily's really amazing work, her website is emilymccartneyphotography.com. And you can also order some of her prints through her Roadrunner gallery, which is uh, available online. Uh, She has made to order prints available. So you can pick a certain size, different frames, different outlines and things like that. Again, her work is is very pretty and would look wonderful in your home. So there's my little endorsement for one of my former students. So again, thank you, Emily McCartney. 
That's our show. So You Talk to Cows is produced by me, Erica Erlbeck, with production support from the Department of Agricultural Education and Communications at Texas Tech University. Follow me on Instagram at Erica underscore Erlbeck. That's E-R-I-C-A underscore I-R-L-B-E-C-K. For more information on careers in agricultural communications, find my department at depts.ttu.edu slash ag ed.